Welcome to another episode of Pod Jerky. I'm your host, Master Impressive. Before we get started, please remember that we have copyright permission from the artist to play the music in this episode, and you can't use the music in any way without consent from the artist. Also, please subscribe to Frankenstein Hip Hop on YouTube and Instagram and purchase your copy of Frankenstein Music at Apple Music and help support the ongoing creativity from this sonic master. Thanks to Frankenstein for sharing his creativity and talent with the world, and for allowing us the use of his music and for contributing his story. This episode in particular is a showcase of Frankenstein's remix album, which proved to the industry, once and for all, that Canadian artists are some of the best in the world at what they do. Frankenstein hip-hop, without a doubt, is one of the most important foundation stones of the Canadian hip-hop music industry, and his participation in the game has had a tsunami effect that spans the entire globe. Toronto didn't just magically show up on the radar one day as the place to be with regards to this music scene. It was always there, always considered one of the most important centers for music and hip-hop specifically. At that time, in the early 90s, people further out from the scene in different countries who were looking in were focused on where the shockwaves were coming from. The T-Dot, that's where. One of the epicenters of hip-hop. It's been a wild ride so far, and believe me when I tell you, from what we're seeing and hearing from behind the scenes, there is a renewed push and an energized wave of creativity coming from the masters. Just like we mentioned before in our previous Frankenstein episode, Frankenstein is rising again like the phoenix, ready to blaze out again in sonic glory. He never left. He's been making music all this time, and I can't even begin to imagine the gems that he has ready for us that are about to be unleashed on the world. Don't forget to subscribe to Pod Jerky on Apple Podcasts and join us as we continue to bring you these amazing stories, music, interviews, collaborations, and highlights from some of the most important music artists in the world. For those of you who aren't aware of Frankenstein hip hop, please go check out our earlier episode. It was a great interview, and we played a variety of tracks from his music catalog. Here's a brief rundown of Frankenstein's career. The best way that I can describe his journey is something along the lines of a jetliner soaring in the clouds, ready to land after the initial takeoff from Toronto and the long return trip home from New York. At the point where Frankenstein's music flight was about to land, there was a sudden blast of really bad turbulence and music industry crosswinds that made it too dangerous to proceed. He was about to touch down and stick the landing, but at the last second he had to apply full throttle and blast away from the scene. He's always been there, unseen, soaring in the clouds, creating sick beats, and he's been doing that for years. All that music, all those amazing beats, have yet to be released. The fans are waiting and they will soon be rewarded for their patience. It's on its way. Frankenstein's reintroduction, his reemergence, is just starting, and already his Spotify stream has thousands of followers. His community is growing, and this is particularly impressive since very few people outside the super hardcore hip-hop fan universe know about him. To date, his music has garnered millions of views And again, we have to highlight the fact that this is on the down low, with no marketing and being away from the industry for a very, very long time. The casual listener has heard of Frankenstein's work. People comment how great his tracks are. Unfortunately, very few understand his impact on the hip-hop music genre. His influence, international reach, and contribution to the hip-hop world has been incalculable. DJs, music producers, mixers, sound engineers, The biggest names of the biggest names. They know who Frankenstein is. 
His popularity and international acclaim speaks volumes about his skill and the regard that people have for his music. We're going to start off with some of his previous work so you can get a taste of his talent in sonic mastery. Later on, we'll move into the music from Frankenstein's Live from New York remix album. I'm also going to drop a few surprise clips in this episode, so don't flinch, blink, or drift away. Pay close attention and listen carefully or you might just miss it. It's time to soak in the sonic goodness. The first track that we're going to listen to is The Rain Is Gone. About us now, it's all about you. Sometimes I sit and reminisce about shit we used to do. Why don't you put it to me plain? Tell me what you think. Sometimes the whole world around me be ready to sink. And since you left me, shit hasn't been the same. No matter what I do, I can't catch you out my brain. I felt the pain, plus you know how I feel. You were like my first love before I held a piece of steel. Used to think you were real, but that shit was pretend. Cause you ain't really down like you was back then. Used to feel the warm weather when we were together. Forever, whatever. That shit's all over Cause every time you see me You be giving me the cold shoulder Got this chill in my bones I wanna die We was in it for life But you was on the wrong side Yo, the rain is gone The pain is gone But no matter how you flip it What you did was still wrong The rain is gone The pain is gone But no matter how you flip it What you did was still wrong The rain is gone The pain is gone But no matter how you flip it What you did was still wrong The rain is gone Pain is gone, but no matter how you flip it, what you did was still wrong. Now it's all about you to try to front kid and act like that shit ain't true. Used to run bad capers, take the papers and chat. All the ones stay stronger, had your back to the end. But then things changed, new situation. Five long hours with police interrogation. Back against the wall behind the eight ball. Standing on my own two feet with nobody to call. Round my way, things are great, even though the sun shines. It's a brand new era, the signs of the times. The dark hour is soon on arrival. A judgment day when we all big survival. I hope you live long, prosper, and stay strong. But no matter how you flip it, what you did was still wrong. What you did was still wrong. The rain is gone. The pain is gone. But no matter how you flip it, what you did was still wrong. The rain is gone. The pain is gone. But no matter how you flip it, what you did was still wrong. The rain is gone. The pain is gone. But no matter how you flip it, what you did was still wrong. Please. 
the next track is Just Write a Song. Here's my song, it's not long, so don't leave the room or you miss my tune. I'm too far gone, I just write a song. I'm too far gone, I just write a song. Yo, I'm too far gone. Shit starts, starts to happen every time I write a song. I feel you with bliss, you know who it is, who I am, where I stand. I'm definitely for real. If I were a caveman, I'd reinvent the wheel. I just got the feel, like no other brother. Step to me wrong, you just won't recover. I told you before, I leave you dead in bed. Like I said, with a coma, you might remember from a diva dead at Chidoma. All the beats are fine, now they're even better. Every time I grab the mic, I seem to get fresher. My stronger point of view makes me different from you. Or my out-of-bound style that makes you want to smile. Whatever it is, don't try to approach me. Just keep on looking and watch me closely. Cause I'ma make a move that'll flip the whole song. Cause I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. Shit starts to happen every time I write a song. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. Yo, I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. Shit starts to happen every time I write a song. A song far gone is mentally deranged. Rearrange the strange. Altered or changed. Most suckers claim the membrane is insane. But can't deal with pain when lyrics are slain Oh, what a shame, weak hits don't rain Your ill behavior must be tamed I'm not to blame, we just sustain Our mental level is not the same I shoot off formulas to the brain Builds up chemicals like propane That you can inhale, choked and fail Biting on words, sharper than nails Like Haley's comment without its tail You lack thought, so I prevail Tomorrow we sail Read your memo. If you don't like it, dive Captain Nemo. 100 leagues under the sea is where I'll be. Playing low key. Wait until your bubble finally busts. Then I bum rush the mic you can't touch or clutch as much. They'll fire as the crutch. We don't support whack MC ducks. Die like a hero. Dedicate a song to all your friends that are too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. Yo, I just write. A song. I'm too far gone. Shit starts to happen every time I write a song. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. I'm too far gone. I just write a song. Yo, I'm too far gone. Shit starts to happen every time I write a song. Delphi. The last track to finish this set is UV. Your 
drawers, but you still talking shit while I'm steady rocking tours. Life goes on, but it's born, I'm on a mission. Proving through this hip hop world, there's something missing. Rappers on the mic and sound this shit and all the like. Just because your crew is hype, don't mean that you can write. It's not a mystery to me. In fact, I see it clearly made the move and improve. Why you can up yearly? I take it to your heart, raise a sharp like a knife. Cause there's nothing in this world better than life, man. And now it's live from New York, the Remix album. We'll look at five tracks from the album, and we'll start off with Mike Geronimo, and that's by Master IC. I'm hot 
Till I die, so there's no need to lie. Yeah. Pass that medal over to the small guy. Chicken head side from desire. Mills will be the episode that's floating on the mic to feel the fire. Yeah. Flip shit off of my wig like terrific. Target every market, move on each one specific. Wow. Overload the frame, but keep it all the same. The master I seen enters now in the game. Uh -huh. Play me and try to get away, that's a maybe. Be the four and I'ma hold the nine to your lady. My style's like a weapon, I hit the untrue. No need for me to come stalking, looking for you. I rip through your heart and bust through your veins. I guarantee this shit would never ever be the same. I kicked it on the room and now I keep it on the plane. The master I see enters now in your brain. I'm so high, you so high. I'll be getting money till the day that I die. I'm so high, you so high. I'll be getting money till the day that I die. I'm so high, you so high. I'll be getting money till the day that I die. I'm so high, you so high. I'll be getting money till the day that I die. Yeah, wasteland, 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 wasteland. Next, we have Mob Deep, Shook Ones, Part 3. Queensbridge, Jeffs don't play. 
I don't get time for your petty thinking mind, son, I'm begging it no. Claiming that you pack heat, but you're scared to hold. And with the smoke clears, you be left with one of your don't. Thirteen years in the projects, my mentality is what, kid? You talk a good one, but you don't want it. Sometimes I wonder, do I deserve to live? Am I going to burn the hell for all the things I did? No time to dwell on that, cause my brain reacts. Front if you want, kid, lay on your back. I don't fake gas, kid, you know I bring it to your life. Stay in a child's place, kid, you out of line. Criminal mind, thirsty for recognition. I'm sipping, E and J got my mind flipping. I'm bucking, digging my was out of hope for hustling. Get that loot, kid, you know my function. As long as I'm alive, I'm believe illegal. And once I get on all my put on all my people's react with spirits like Max I hit. You don't want when I roll up the beat, go sleep because of free. This ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to slow, they shook. Cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to look, they shook. Cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to look, they shook. Cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Living the life that a times and guns. There's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds. So some get shot, locked down, and turn guns. Cowardly hearts and straight up shook one, shook one. point we're going to hear from Frankenstein as he recalls his thoughts on making the album and the experiences surrounding it. So Frank this album came out in 96. Can you talk about where you were as an artist at the time and the reason for the remix album? Was it strictly promotional? If you can just explain that and just talk to some of the main points that you picked up over the years some of your experiences. Okay so the year is 1996 and Live from New York is a Frankenstein remix album that we dropped. But I think something that's important to take perspective before we even get to 96 is to really understand that by 96, I had been already making beats from probably like 87, 88, when I had my first drum machine and just being immersed in the culture. So by 96, I'm greatly influenced by producers like Marley Marl, of course, Primo, Eric Sermon, EPMD, Diamond D, Digging in the Crates, Pete Rock, Tribe Called Quest, Brand Nubians, Howie T, um, doing Chub Rock stuff. Like I, I'm just like immersed in what we all understood what the golden era hip-hop is today. But it's important to put it in perspective that at that time, in 96, Frankenstein and anybody that we were rolling with, I don't ever remember referring to it in that way. Nobody was referring to 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, you name it. No one was referring to it like, oh, geez, this is the golden era of hip-hop. You need to know that. Essentially, it was just what I find some of the most hardcore connoisseurs of what beat-making and emceeing were about, putting each other to the test continually and challenging one another. And to be honest with you, I called it live from New York simply because aside from Toronto being in close proximity to a massive East Coast movement out of New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Harlem, the Bronx, you name it, arguably the birthplace, Queensbridge of like, of hip hop, we were greatly influenced by other cultural things that were happening across the border. So every Saturday night, you know, live from New York, it's Saturday night. There was a lot of that already in my mind brewing, the continuity between the music, the culture, and the spirit of what was coming across our borders 
was greatly influenced. So here I am, a kid that's been making beats for years. I mean, I still do to this day. I literally have hundreds and hundreds of beats. I don't think that that's unique to like authentic, real deal beat makers. Like I remember when I bumped into Lodge Professor or anybody that you might associate a beat maker, producer type, you know, stamp of approval. That is not a unique thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and be presumptuous and be like, oh, yo, Frankenstein's doing some, you know, stuff that other people weren't doing. But I am here to tell you that it was like a renaissance. I'm telling you that it was a very sincere, esoteric group of individuals that were trying to set the bar and continually set the bar above for others. And there were a lot of Toronto producers that were doing that for me. So DJ K-Note, DJ Scam, DJ X. I'm missing a few, you know, Born Swift, Rest, you know what I mean, DRK, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble, you know what I mean, Grassroots, um, Solitaire, Socrates, Cardinal. The list goes on and on. Like, New York was the influence, but my competitive inspirations were like, as I'm making beats, others around me are making beats, and we're playing it for each other, and we're essentially trying to outdo each other, but in the spirit of competitiveness and putting us to that edge. So the live from New York was essentially that. And I knew I had something special. And I'll tell you, that album was entirely made with the SP-1200 and the Insonic uh, EPS-16+. And I think, you know, if people ask me, you know, how did you put that together? Again, I need to put things in perspective for people. In 1996, all I have is a reel-to-reel, some drum machines, and a sampler. We don't have the luxury of Pro Tools and dropping stuff, cutting, pasting, getting beats to line up. Like, the rudimentary part of the process was organic in a way that, you know, my hand was touching the vinyl as the a cappella played. I am trying to keep it in pace and in tempo with the beat. Now, you obviously know as a DJ, you're going to be able to a certain level find the BPMs and get it within reason. But we're dealing with all analog here, right? The turntable is moving and it's not 100% digital consistency. Um, you know, the clock on the reel that's capturing the acapella as the beat is being played, that is also analog. So that is not being captured in digital 100% accuracy. So I'm essentially taking acapellas from vinyl, throwing them on my, you know, Techniques 1200, and I press, you know, boom bap on the SP 1200, and I, and I got to keep these things in sync. I'm trying to do some orchestration and drops, and you almost become like a little bit of a maestro, but essentially the remixes had to give me a feel, and, and it was a way of me sharpening my blade, sharpening my skills, and yeah, I think to this day, it's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Um, you know, people ask me why I did it. It was promotional, you know what I mean, to this day. I can't ever recall getting paid for anything. Like, we gave away pretty well almost all of the live from New York remix work. Um, I think there were some some local record stores like Fat Beats and a few others played the record, this and that, that I believe we sold a few just to cover the cost of manufacturing them because vinyl, obviously, uh, was expensive then. It's expensive now, but it costs something to master it, to produce it, to put it out there, to create it, to get it out there, to mail it to people. And, you know, to this day, it's something that um, I'm fond of, I'm real proud of. We have three more tracks now that we're going to showcase. And the first one is I and I Fake and Jacks. Uh, uh, check it out. Yeah. I and I's in the house. Uh, uh, Robbo, rap lover, yeah. Ross, Marco Polo with the PR. To all you fake ass thugs out there talking about you got this and you got that. And you gonna murder this one and murder that one yeah. Talking all that bullshit Word I'ma put it to you like this, uh, yo uh, Check it out uh, As I commence lyrical content Now bust the grammar It's trying to make me flip out like David Banner Busting out the garment, slamming shit like Onyx When I'm vexed, I flex and turn green like the chronic When I bug out, you're bound to get snuffed out for fronting Busy deceiving, achieving nothing If you can't walk the walk, don't talk the talk it's Pete Rock and I and I coming straight from New York. Now all the setups you thought you stepped up to get your rep up. What? The joke's on you, Jack. True that. Because when I came through the door, my mind was thinking all out war. I'ma settle the score once and for all. Ain't no time for faking jacks when it's time for making stacks. I'm dropping bombs like Axe in the Bible with my recital. So recline like a passenger seat, son. Relax as I take you to the max, homeboy. You're faking jet Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers who fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. 
laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid yeah, on their back. Check it. You never succeed or progress. Searching for peace through material objects. You go to extremes in the process. Accuse others when it's you showing your true colors. Busy selling your dreams, but all your cream contributes to your lack of self-esteem. So it was seen, cause every day of the week you act different. You see your people, you speak, your eyes shifting. Fronting what, son, you love to perform. But when the crowd's gone, word is born, you get your murk on. Is this the real definition of what a snake is? Y'all should have been politicians, that's where the cake is. But it didn't work with the fake ass smirk. See, the meek shall inherit the earth for what it's worth. Uh, turn around, yo, you backwards. You know what the facts is. You faking jacks, kid. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers who fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers uh, that fake jacks uh, get laid on their back. The is lead if you can't bring on the cake to get the use fed. We used to harvest, now it's work instead. So to get ahead, to hit the nail on the head, it's hard work. Cause America jerks, taking tax and perks out the check. So father sweats for working for the next, just to connect. So man, listen, a comfortable position's what I'm after. So all the while, I'm preparing myself to meet the master. The master. Check it. So we suggest you put an F on your chest. A wolf in sheep's clothes is what describes your best. Nevertheless, I roast your ass like chestnuts. I got guts plus cuts from Pete Rock, and it don't stop. The ghetto maps in your grill. If you lack the will to step up, then please chill on the real. Real brothers got each other's backs. While all these phony niggas keep on faking the jacks. Ain't like no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Stop faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back. Ain't no time for faking jacks. just wondering if you can talk about your experiences in making the album any special stories any feedback from the artists you featured on the album things like that you know to dig a little bit deeper i'm often asked you know the inspiration behind it experiences making the album you know any insights and that kind of thing and i'll tell you you know something that comes to mind and you know as a producer mc or you know whatever vocation in your life that you're pursuing there's sometimes like what i call like a defining moment that you feel like either certified or a sense of belonging or something happens that you know elevates your mind state and i can tell you something that happened real vivid for me so you know this is circulating i'm getting a lot of buzz like a lot of people are reaching out saying yo Frankenstein, you know, can you do beats for me? Like I have local cats, I got people reaching out. So my management, David Oy, you know, gets a call and it's from Pete Rock's people, right? On the I and I remix. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Like so like I'm worried now, right? Because the remixes were unauthorized, right? Like we didn't have in, in true sense of like hip hop, like pushing the envelope, don't ask for permission, just go do you in the truest sense of hip hop, like do you. That's what we did. We were doing us. I didn't get permission from any of these cats. We're out there just demonstrating that we feel we can hang. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just came from that perspective. Like, we love the music, we pay homage to it, and we feel that we can hang. So I get this call, and I'm like, man, we're in trouble. Like, you know, they, they found, you know what I mean, who did it. They know it's us. You know what I mean? Are they upset? My mind's, like, racing now, right? So David Oy says, nah, bro, like, you got it all wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, Pete Rock's people, specifically Pete Rock, said to them, they love the remix. Can we send them 
as many copies as we have because they want to service their DJs. And I was like, for real? Like, I literally had that reaction. Like, I'm bringing you back into, like, a schoolboy's mentality, right? So in 96, like, I'm like a lot of young folks in the music. Like, we're just trying to find our way. We're inspired by this thing. And Pete Rock is, like, an icon even at that time. Like, you know, we're not talking about anything that, you know, nobody doesn't know. You know, Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, he's doing remixes for Public Enemy, Jump Around, you know, Shut Him Down, like, you name it. Like, Pete Rock is, like, bam he's legit like there's there's none better right so when i heard that it was like an epiphany for me as a producer slash mc like to have somebody that i had great respect and admiration for reach out and be like yo bro i i like the remixes send them to me and it was the complete opposite of what my instinctive reaction was going to be around it you know what i mean so so there was that one counterpoint and then i can tell you Within the same time period, it's the first time that I met Large Professor. And, and I'll tell you that, you know, he's never going to remember this, right? Like, I'm just some kid walking around New York. I'm in Fat Beats. I get introduced um, through my boy Eclipse, who's a big dude down there and still is. And he's like, hey, yo, Large Pro, I want to introduce you to a dude named Frankenstein. He calls himself Frankenstein. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, this is like Large Professor, like main source, you know what I mean? Breaking Adams, you know what I mean? Looking at the front door, dude. Like, this is like, once again, just like another, and it's like, yo, yeah, I heard some of those remix things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell you that body language communicates more than verbal stuff often. You know what I mean? Anybody who studies human nature is going to get that. And I can tell you, like, the way Large Professor spoke to me was like two peers talking to each other. And it was a feeling that, like, I can't really address, you know, verbally to demonstrate to, like, what that would mean to a young producer speaking to somebody of that caliber. But I can tell you those two moments stand out for me as, like, preeminent moments. And a sidebar to that story, which, again, you know I mean, something that we'll never be able to prove. But in that moment, Eclipse starts talking to, to Large Pro a little bit about, like, who I am as an MC and, and, like, my whole flex, right? So I'm breaking down, like, yo... Yeah, my name's Frank, but they call me Frankenstein because I'm like a mad scientist in the laboratory. You know, instead of like putting body parts together, I put like old break beats together, you know, resurrect them from the grave kind of thing. Like, I feel like that's the hip hop concept. And, you know, my name is that, right? It, like, I call myself Frankenstein because that's what I do. That's what I am. And I'm the mad scientist in the laboratory. And listen, you guys, all you have to do is just look at the stats and know that it wasn't too long after like Frankenstein and I was dropping, that large professor ends up dropping a track called The Man Scientist. Now, again, this is hip-hop. We all take little bits and pieces from greats, and and we, you know, we, we put it back together and we call ourselves something. But just for the record, the first Mad Scientist, you know what I mean, in my mind, like when it came to like actually putting that stamp of approval from the pain, you know what I mean? Um, Would life, I can't stand the pain or the struggle. No matter what I do, dog, I seem to find trouble. You know, Frankenstein was the epitome of that, still am. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's that's important for, for a lot of heads to know that. You know what I mean? These kind of stories are, like, intricate. But I got to tell you, I wasn't upset then, and I wasn't upset now. You know what I mean? Like, I always look at that kind of thing as I have a lot of respect for a dude like Large Pro. So if he saw something in me that maybe mimicked or whatever inspired him in a, or vice versa. I mean, like, that's how I feel the inspirational circle goes. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, everything about that I know about music and remix work and, and stuff like that was not inbred in me. I, I had to study the greats, you know what I mean? I had to study, you know, Marley and Pete Rock and, you know what I mean, and Primo and those dudes. And, and I'll tell you, I'm going to take it one step further. For those that don't know, I'm a born and raised jazz saxophone player that, you know what I mean, um... That's that's something that is part of my lineage. And one of the things I remember always being preeminent in my mind was studying Coltrane or studying how Miles Davis did his thing on the trumpet. And there's something about mimicking icons to a certain point. You understand the greatness. You get to a point where you have to find that greatness now within you. And that's what I got from my jazz days of learning that stuff from them and no different than how it worked out for me in hip-hop and, and no different that there might be some cats that listen some to my stuff and 
it'd be, you know what I mean, humbling if it inspires them to take the art form to the next level. And I think the whole principle around, obviously, Live from New York was to get my name out there, of course. But these were like the undercurrents, if you will, of like the movement, my mindset, the um, integrity that we had around the sound and why it matters so much then. And while I feel like decades later could still matter to people, it's like every time we get behind the boards, there's lineage in the music. There's lineage in why the beats sound the way they do. There's lineage to the forefathers that created the art form and why I feel it's, it's compelling for those. Next, we have DOS Effects, Microphone Master. Microphone mask. 
And we'll finish this set off with Nas, If I Rule the World. In the street without cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing. Fashion designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough, no parole, no rubbers. Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers. Just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time. Watch the blimp read, the world is mine. Imagine that. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds and pearls. Could it be if you could be mine, we both shine? If I rule the world. Still living for today in these last days until where to be. Paradise life relaxing. Black, Latino, and Anglo-Saxon. The money exchange the range. Cast, Lord Travis, Shabazz. Free at last. Brand new whips to crash. Then we laugh in the illa path. The villa houses for the crew. How we do? Trees for breakfast. Dime sexes and bench stretches. So many years of depression make me vision. The better living. Type of place to raise kids in. Opening eyes to the lies. History's told foul. But I'm as wise as the old owl. Plus the gold child. Seeing things like I was controlling. Click rolling. Tricking six digits on kicks and still holding trips to Paris. I civilize every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoner set free, stress free. No work release, purple and threes and jet skis. Fill the wind breeze in West Indies. I think Coretta Scott King, mayor of the cities and reverse fiends to Willies. It sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown. I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. If I rule the world, imagine that. Imagine that. I free all
you know, what I learned by the beat making experience, if you will, and what live from New York remix album like forced me to do, obviously, to elevate my game. And again, you guys have to keep in mind that we're still talking about an era where the ability to research how to put a beat together was not readily available. You can't go Google it. You can't go search it online. You had to be about it. Now, you had to genuinely have a passion for it to go out and explore you know, deliver your ideas with other beat makers, other pursuers of this art form and excellence, if you will. So for me, it was like a daily craft. You probably heard this a million times. You know, if you want to be an NBA athlete, like I don't know how many hours you got to put in to be that. If you want to be like a top surgeon, I don't know how many hours you need to do to be that. But I can tell you that anything from a professional perspective, that if you want to be a pro boxer, a pro baller, a rocket scientist, or a beat maker in 1996... I'm telling you that if you weren't waking up, living, breathing, eating hip-hop, you were not going to be competitive. And I can tell you from the dudes that I mentioned earlier, you know, whether it be DJ Scam, DJ X, K-Note, I said Grassroots, Solitaire, Cardinal, Socrates, like I said, the list goes on and on. Any one of those guys that I mentioned, and I'm sure a bunch of people that I haven't, would wake up, leave nothing on the table but live, eat, breathe hip-hop. You know what I mean? They were just about it. And and I can tell you from, like, I had beats in my mind going to sleep. There's a ton of beats that I made literally while I was sleeping. Like, oh, this break beat from James Brown with that thing from Lou Donaldson with Bob James and this, maybe I should try to chop it this way. I can remember waking up out of a dream on how to assemble a beat. Everything about my mind gravitated to how that was going to look and feel to people. So... You know, it's interesting because, you know what they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And everyone might have a ritual, but for me, before I go to sleep, when it's that quiet time and you're alone with your thoughts, I always feel this. You know what I mean? I always feel like it's those moments that you're probably as close to the universe, your creator, whatever you happen to believe in. I feel like it's those moments when your mind is exploring like that that gets you connected, you know what I mean, to you, your existence, and that all around you. And I can tell you that to this day, that is still an experience that I have when I'm laying down is, um, aside from the prayers and aside from a lot of stuff that happens for me on a personal level that I'm sure others have their own version of it. But what still happens to me often enough is that in my mind, I'm making music when I'm about to sleep and while I'm sleeping. Like, I am always in the pursuit, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm in the pursuit of the perfect beat. I'm in pursuit of something that I know I'll never find, which is what's really crazy about beat making. And I think I'm not the only one that might say this, but I'll tell you that other beat makers, other producers that are like this will tell you that they never will feel that they've made their best beat yet, and they'll never feel that they found it. And they'll always feel like that pursuit alone is something that is compelling. And for whatever passion you may have, if you find that, you start to understand something that, like I said, I've said time and time again. When my hands get behind the boards or when my hands are on the SP-1200 or the MPC-3000 or when I'm in that production spirit, I try and tell people that it's not really me making the music, really. For me, I just feel like I'm a conduit of energy. Like, you know, I'm the broadcaster. I'm whatever is like around us. I just happen to be like funneling it into something and then it becomes something. But it's not really me. I always feel like music, it's a form of language, no different than the way the sun might be, no different than the way you might love somebody. It's a form of communicating. And communication is like a paramount thing in getting connected to people. And and that's what I felt that the live from New York remix album and, and my work in general, but that palette, if you will, allow me to kind of paint a broader picture to be able to demonstrate my skills on a wider level. And I think to this day, it's something that I'm humbly proud of. So I get asked often, of course, like, you know, people are hearing some of my new stuff. They're hearing some unreleased things. You know, they're asking me, obviously, a lot of questions, what's happening. And I've been obviously conflicted. And I'll tell the listeners for for many reasons. So I've never stopped making music. Now, while there was a period in my life that I didn't obviously give it out to the masses or publicize it. I think that's the true nature of a real musician. Like we were never doing the music in pursuit of something other than the pursuit of making music. This is a very common concept, if you will, in Plato's Republic in the theme, which is does somebody become a doctor 
in the pursuit of making money to be known as a doctor, or are they becoming a doctor in the pursuit because they're driven to help people and to heal? Does somebody become a preacher in pursuit that they feel that they're going to be looked upon when it's their time to go a certain night because they did this thing called preaching, or are they preaching for the experience of wanting to be a preacher? And this often happens in music, you know what I mean? Like when we actually had a term for it, obviously in the 90s, you know, where, where that whole term like being a sellout came from. And, and you know, and as the economy of, of hip hop became a real legit industry thing, we understand that, you know, people do it for a livelihood. And there is a business part of it that is hard to ignore. And those are all super relevant things that I would never, I would never downplay another human being to say, hey, dude, you did this for the pursuit of money, and that's not right. Because I'm going to tell you, like, we all do certain things in the pursuit of trying to put food on the table, roof over your head, and, and the essentials. But for me, there's certain things in my own world that I find, I almost take a, a religious approach to it, if you will. So for me... I was making music for the sake of making music. That's why whether it's on a podcast or whether it's being transmitted on YouTube or whether it's not, Frankenstein is always making beats and I'm always producing things up. And what I started to understand in the time that I spent away from doing it publicly, I started to understand that my creator gave me a skill set, an opportunity to share things, whether that, that is like, you know, the love that somebody has within them or a certain skill that I felt like, I was not using that skill that I was God-given to the best of my ability. And I kind of vowed to say, okay, I got a duty to at least bring my listeners up to speed at the same time, demonstrate to them, you know, the music that I'm doing now and the music, like, you know, let's say 20 years of music that they haven't heard. What's Frankenstein been doing between, you know, the year of 2000 to, to now? And, and I've sprinkled the odd thing, but I'm starting to become more and more encouraged with the kind of conversations I have with other heads. Other people that understand that it doesn't always have to be just about the industry, as important as that is, there is another, you know, layer, there is another channel of appreciation for this kind of music that, I'm not going to say goes above and beyond that, you know what I mean, but that definitely defines a whole different perspective of understanding why an individual might do music and share its music. So for those heads that understand that, that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm in the process of launching a bunch of new material, but at the same time, I'm trying to give them, you know, I almost like to call it like a, like a movie, you know what I mean, like a Pulp Fiction type of movie where sometimes you start with the end first and you're jumping around a bit, but it all comes together in the end and people get a sense of the story simply because it's been put together that way. So a lot of the Frankenstein sound that listeners are going to hear, they're going to see me put them in a time capsule and be like, this is what Frankenstein was making in 95. You know, this is what Frankenstein's making in 2021. How do you get from there to here? How does the sound differ, the rhyme scheme, the flow, you know, the organization of the music? How did technology influence the sound? And how do we keep a purity about it? And like I said, I make, I'm not apologetic about that part of it. Like I do feel when it comes to hip hop, I think we could all benefit from having an elitist mentality around it, at least in certain categories. There's so much music out there. It's so open to everyone. YouTube and the phenom of the current world has allowed us to embrace any form of music we like. But I'm being very specific here when I say that there's an elitist version of the type of music that we do that's not for everybody sometimes. Like, you know, those that don't get poetry over beats in such a way that's done with only the intent of poetry over beats is something hard for people to grasp given the overexposure of it in today's marketplace. So yeah, that being said, look out, I still got a ton of unreleased stuff from that golden era that I will continue to sprinkle on people. And just like I always have, you know what I mean? I'm inspired daily. So I make things daily, I catalog them. And then at the right time, we sit down with those that I'm closest to and we figure it out how to sprinkle it on heads. In closing, I guess, you know, I'd like to give, obviously, a lot of respect, um, you know, to Thrust, you know, the people that I grew up with, DJ K-Note in particular, David Oy, my boy Ian Michaels out there who's, uh, who's been helping me a, a whole lot um, as of late as well. And, and like I said, kindred spirits seem to find one another, you know, those that have that appreciation. And listen, to all those that are listening right now, and again, I always say this with, with great humility. And the reason why I feel that is that I approach this art form with the humility part as the paramount thing. And it's that humility that kind of carries through the music 
that this is not an oxymoron here, but I'm going to say it's the humility that creates a certain confidence and arrogance about the sound. I almost feel like my father always told me, if you're doing right, son, there's nothing that can stop you. Do right by your mom. Do right by your family. Do right by your kids. Do right by your brother, your sister, your friends. Do right by what you touch. You know what I mean? So when I touch the music, I feel like a certain confidence and arrogance that I could walk into any room, any building, hang with any producer on the planet ever because I feel like I'm doing right by it. I feel like I'm putting my heart, my soul, my existence into the sonic character that we're trying to deliver. And I know that I'm falling short as I'm doing it. The pursuit, like I said, of that perfect beat, I know it's happening. But I'm telling the listeners that are listening right now, stick with me. I'm looking out for you. And I think um, that mutual inspiration is what drives me. Hope it drives you and continue to look for that in the Frankenstein sound and anything that you might hear from this forth on. Um, All the support is much appreciated. And thank you for the time. I'm going to finish off this episode with some teasers of Frankenstein's new music. Here you go. Enjoy. Hey yo, life's real hard, man. Street to the pavement. I get it. Nothing's worse when the mind's in the basement. Enslavement. I'm trying to get you out. Wake up, homeboy, and get up. Yo, shake up, wake up. You always in disguise. I'm about to tell you the truth between the lies. Mama's crying like you already dead. All she's trying to do is get your ass up out of bed. Sleeps like the cousin of death. The Glock's on safety. You in the danger zone. Public enemy number one. Welcome to the Terror Dome. You a long way from home. This in Kansas. Ain't nothing pretty here. You're standing in the dark and your heart pumps fear. Standing in the cornfields of your mind. It's all nonsense. Consequences of a blown life. Thanks for listening, and please take a moment to subscribe to Pod Jerky on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Instagram. You can find all our links on Instagram at Pod Jerky. Just go to the link at the top of our page. It's important to grow our subscriber base because in doing so, we can leverage the number of followers and gain access to new artists and personalities that are difficult to get a hold of otherwise, and that will ultimately benefit our listeners. We appreciate all the great feedback and kind words of support from our listeners. We'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Here we go now!